Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope you guys are having a great week. I'm doing all right. I just got done with a run. I feel like runs just give me a new sense of energy. I was feeling a little bit tired, a little bit like I didn't want to do anything today. And then I went for a run and now I am motivated to record this podcast. So here we are. If you need some motivation, go on a run yourself, listen to some good music. I don't know if everyone relates to that. Maybe you don't get energy from running. Maybe you hate running so much that you would never think to do that. But you know, try it out. Maybe you'll surprise yourself. I don't know. What's new with me? I have started wearing my Apple Watch again. I love my Apple Watch. I feel like I used to wear it all the time, especially in an office setting. And now that I'm not in an office every single day, I barely wear it. But... I'm back on it again because I bought myself a new Apple Watch band, which is so fun for me. If you guys have an Apple Watch, you know the feeling. When you get a new band, it kind of just feels like you have a new piece of technology again. I feel like it's the same kind of thing of when you get a new case for your phone. It's just like starting fresh, something new to wear around. And even if you don't have an Apple Watch, it's the same kind of thing if you just put a new accessory on your wrist. All of a sudden, you feel like a new person. You have something exciting to show off into the world, especially now that we're getting out a little bit more. It's fun to just accessorize. So that's new. Another new thing that's probably the biggest new thing is that tomorrow, me and my boyfriend are going to Chicago to just look at apartments, but hopefully, 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 we will find one that we love, that is the right price, that is the right location, that has the right amenities, all the things that we're looking for. I'm crossing my fingers. Please, everyone, positive thoughts. We're going to find the perfect place. I'm just having an open mind going into this, and I am hopeful that we're going to find something really, really good with as many of the things that we want as we can. So those are the things that are new with me. Of course, I will update you guys on how that trip went once we're back, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a road trip, hopefully finding a place, seeing some friends. It's going to be an all-in-all really good time. I'm really excited for it, and I'm just excited to get closer and closer to the move to Chicago. I'm getting more excited, a little bit more stressed because there's so much to do still, But all in all, it's positive. So that's really all that's new with me. Let's get right into what's hot because there is so much that is piping hot this week that I have to talk to you guys about. We have to dissect it. We have to get into it. So let's start right now. First story, of course, space news because you guys know in the past couple weeks, space news has been on fire. And if you don't know, that's fine. I'm here to share with you right now. What happened last week that I didn't report on because I had a guest on the podcast. I hope you guys listened to it. I hope you guys loved it. Regardless, what we missed is that Richard Branson went to space. According to CNBC, after nearly 17 years of virgin galactic development, Sir Richard Branson achieved his dream and reached space. Branson said after landing, I have dreamt of this moment since I was a kid, and honestly, nothing could prepare you for the view of Earth from space. The company's spacecraft, VSS Unity, reached above the skies of New Mexico with two pilots guiding the vehicle carrying the billionaire founder and three Virgin Galactic employees. Branson is the first of the billionaire space company founders to ride his own spacecraft. After the flight, Branson said, We're here to make space more accessible to all. The mission statement that I wrote inside my spacesuit was to turn the dream of space travel into reality for my grandchildren and for many people who are alive today for everybody. 
After the spaceflight, Branson announced that Virgin Galactic partnered with sweepstakes company Omaze to offer a chance at two seats on one of the first commercial Virgin Galactic spaceflights early next year. The sweepstakes requires a donation, which goes to a nonprofit called Space for Humanity. The billionaire added that he will put on his Willy Wonka hat to give the winners a guided space tour of Spaceport America. Branson said it's a way of just trying to get lots of people who couldn't otherwise afford to go to space to go to space. Really crazy. I feel like this one kind of came out of the woodworks. Everyone knew that Jeff Bezos was going to space and now Richard Branson went before him. But this week, Jeff Bezos did go to space. According to CNN, Bezos's rocket ship flew farther into space than Branson's, reaching 62 miles above Earth, otherwise known as the Carmen Line. In comparison, Branson's crew flew roughly 50 miles above Earth. In addition to the Amazon founder, New Shepard was crewed by Jeff Bezos's brother, Mark Bezos, pilot Wally Funk, and 18-year-old Oliver Damon. At 82 years old, Funk is the oldest person to go to space, and she has had decades of piloting experience under her belt. At 18 years old, Damon is the youngest person to go to space, according to Blue Origin. A recent high school graduate, Damon was Blue Origin's first paying customer after his father, an investor, purchased his ticket. Some more about the flight. Despite a couple of brief delays, the new Shepard launched into space smoothly. The rocket fired into space, the engine kicked off, the crew capsule separated from the rocket, and the booster successfully landed on the ground pad. More than 60 miles above Earth, the passengers experienced about three minutes of weightlessness, unstrapping from their seats and floating around the cabin while taking in panoramic views. Then the crew capsule returned to Earth and made its landing, kicking up a large cloud of desert dust. Very descriptive. Thank you so much, CNN. Jeff Bezos called it best day ever, which obviously very relatable it would be the best day ever for me too if i got to go to space and he talked a little bit about the future blue origin says efforts such as tuesday's trip to space will allow the company to provide a future where people can live and work in space in order to keep the planet clean blue origin is working on this today by developing partially and fully reusable launch vehicles that are safe low cost and serve the needs of civil commercial and defense customers However, Blue Origin will continue to explore space tourism by offering tickets for joy rides to high-paying customers. In fact, the company announced that it is open for ticket sales after this landing. Those interested in flying on a future Blue Origin flight were asked to send the company an email. We still do not know how much these tickets are going to cost. Nevertheless, Jeff Bezos said his company is approaching $100 million in private sales. Insane incredible so many different words so many different thoughts through my mind it's really crazy that both of these guys went to space within weeks of each other both gave congratulations to each other via their instagrams we love to see that from our billionaires it feels like everyone wants to be first but the space race within commercialization is advancing us so much think about it you have richard branson jeff bezos and elon musk's inspiration for a mission all happening within the same year. Insane. The fact that this is becoming more normal, obviously, it's still very much out there. There's still a long way to go. These are billionaires that are going to space. We've talked about this before, but this is just one more step towards the regular civilian being able to go to space. I feel like if I was going, I would just crave to stay up there longer. 
you know? And that's what that 81-year-old superstar of a woman said when she was up there. She was like, I just wish I could stay here longer. I feel like that's how I would feel about it too. But the fact that they even got to go, got to experience space, space, oh gosh, I'm so jealous. But no, I'm happy for them. That'll be me one day, manifesting, manifesting, manifesting. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen from here, how this is going to play out, how commercialization of space is going to take place. There is so much more to come, and you know we are going to report on it every step of the way. Big month for space, guys. Big, big month. Next up on what's hot, some fashion news. According to Vogue, Gucci has reinvented one of Princess Diana's favorite handbags. After the roaring success of its reborn Jackie bag, Gucci is bringing back another beloved accessory from the brand's archive. Princess Diana's favorite bamboo handle tote has been reimagined by Alessandro Michel some 20 years after the original caught the royal's eye. Michelle's version of the structured tote builds on the idea of fluidity, distinguishable from the original by the neon leather belts fastened around the bamboo handles, a nod to the functional bands that maintain the integrity of the 90s wooden handles. The new high-vis straps come in interchangeable fluoro alternatives. Letters and star symbols can be embossed on the inside of the belts to bring customizable charm to the updated versions of the princess's prized tote. It's available in three sizes and seven colorways. It is already available on Gucci's website, Gucci Diana Collection. I think these designer brands do this a lot. They find out what was in the archives, what was selling well, what was responding really well in the public eye, and then they're reimagining it. People are still following Diana's style to this day, so that's obviously a note to how influential she was and still is. So reimagining this bag in today's style is kind of a cool thing. Go check it out if you want to. I am sure that it is going to be the it bag for some time and then i'm sure it's gonna get reimagined again in 20 years that's how fashion works you guys reimagined redone restyled to the trends of today modern vintage all right guys next up on what's hot some film news greta gerwig is directing margot robbie's live action barbie film According to Refinery29, in early 2019, Warner Bros. signed a major deal with toy company Mattel to collaborate on Barbie, the first of many projects in a Mattel film's revamped new film lineup that will focus on the origin story of the popular children's toys. Robbie will play the most famous blonde in the universe and is also producing the film through her production company Lucky Chap. The reveal of the massive project included additional news that creative partners Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach have been recruited to co-write the movie's script, basically ensuring that the story wouldn't be your run-of-the-mill kids' film. Between them, the duo's filmography includes Oscar-nominated projects like Fantastic Mr. Fox, Marriage Story, Lady Bird, and Little Women. Adding to the excitement for Barbie is Robbie's casual giveaway that Gerwig will also be at the helm of the film as its director. Robbie shared in a cover interview with British Vogue, Barbie comes with a lot of baggage and a lot of nostalgic connections, but with that comes a lot of exciting ways to attack it. People generally hear Barbie and think, I know what that movie is going to be, and then they hear that Greta Gerwig is writing and directing it, and they're like, oh, well, maybe I don't. The film is scheduled to officially begin production next year so that it can be released globally in 2023. 
I don't know about you guys, but I am very excited for the Barbie film. I am excited for all of the films that are coming out of the Mattel catalog. Think about that, you guys. That's Barbie. That's Barney. That's Hot Wheels. That's Polly Pocket. That's Thomas the Tank Engine. That is so many more. All of those have such strong potential to be amazing films. I cannot wait to see what they do with this movie, specifically Greta Gerwig. I think she's awesome, amazing, so talented. She's going to kill it. I know it. We have to wait a little bit for this to come out, but I think it is going to be well worth the wait. So I am just going to keep it in the back of my mind. Barbie, coming soon to a theater near you, 2023, crossing our fingers that nothing is delayed and hoping that so many of the other Mattel films are created from that insanely cool catalog. Last up for what's hot, a little bit of ad news. Okay, I heard this ad on a podcast and I was like, this is kind of cool. I need to share it on my podcast. So even though I'm not getting paid to say this, maybe one day, I still want to share it with you guys. So Miller Lite, Coors Light, Blue Moon, and Peroni are teaming up to give everybody free beers. Louder for the people in the back, free beers. I have not done this yet, but I'm going to. I'll let you guys know if it works, but this is what you're supposed to do. You take a screenshot of any text you sent your friends over the pandemic, over lockdown, anytime that you said that you want to grab a beer with them, or I can't wait until this is all over so we can go get a beer together, anything like that, and you post it on your social media account with hashtag time for that beer. Then you go to any bar, you keep the receipt for that beer. It has to be either Miller Lite, Coors Light, Blue Moon, or Peroni. Then you upload it to the site timeforthatbeer.com slash rebate, and the beer is on them. Again, I have not done this myself, but I'm definitely going to try it. You guys, we should all be doing this genius branding campaign. Let's all go get a free beer on them. Of course, if you're of age, I just had to share, even though it's an ad that's not sponsoring me. I feel like we could all benefit here. I'm just obsessed with this. I love when brands do something so innovative, so new, so cutting edge, and that's what this is. So let's get behind it because if this campaign is successful for them, I guarantee they will do something similar in the future. That's it for what's hot. Let's get right into what's good. First up, like I was talking to you guys about, I am re-wearing my Apple Watch and that is so much because of the bands. I just got a new Apple Watch band. It is the 40 millimeter pistachio braided solo loop size three. It is so adorable. It is the cutest, cutest color. They're calling it pistachio. I think it's kind of like a seafoam blue, seafoam green. I don't know. I feel like people think that it's either blue or green. I see kind of both colors in there, maybe more towards blue. But anyways, I think it's adorable. It's very different than the bands I have now. It's just lively. It's bright. It's so perfect for summer. I'm obsessed with it. If you want to see what it looks like, check it out on the Instagram at typicallypeachy because it will be on the cover image for this week. Next up for what's good, a lip gloss that is perfect for the summer season. It is the brand Fenty. You guys know it. You guys love it. I'm sure if you've never tried it before, you need to try it. This is seriously one of my favorite lip glosses. It is the Gently Beauty Gloss Balm in the original color Fenty Glow. It's amazing. It works so well with other lipsticks underneath. It works well on its own. Beautiful, light, great consistency. You can buy it at Sephora and I'm sure a lot of other beauty places as well. Next up for what's good, because I went running today, I had to put in my running shorts that I've been wearing a lot recently. 
which are Zell shorts. They're from Nordstrom. I know I've talked about this brand before, but I really love them. They're so affordable. They're lightweight. They're perfect for running, perfect for working out, honestly perfect for lounging around if that's all you want to do in them. I just think they're super nice. I just got a classic black pair with kind of a high-rise waistband. I really love them. Of course, you can get them at Nordstrom or Nordstrom Rack. Next up for what's good, there's a new product from Slide Jewelry. You guys know I'm an ambassador for them. I really love this brand. I love what they're doing. I love all of the pieces they've sent me thus far, and that's why I need to talk to you guys about this. They came out with a monthly ring box called the Baby Box. In the box this month was the Hold Me Back gold ring. It looks like chain links. It's so cute. It goes with a lot of my other jewelry. I personally love mixing metals, so this goes perfectly with most of my everyday stuff. It's also adjustable, which is super nice because obviously our finger sizes are not all the same. So this is perfect no matter what your ring size. So if you guys want to check it out, if you guys want to see what it looks like, and if you guys want to purchase yourself, go to slidejewels.com. Use the code typicallypeachy for 30% off. It doesn't get better than that. Last up for what's good the songs. I have quite a few for you guys this week. Some new, some old. Here they are. Stay by The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Love You Right by Walk Off the Earth and Lucas Graham. Home by Edward Sharp and The Magnetic Zeros. Stolen Dance by Milky Chance. Someone That Loves You 19 by Izzy Bizu. That's it for what's good. Let's get right into need to know basis because this topic I am so passionate about specifically because I've been talking to my friend so much about this over the past couple weeks just trying to help her make a decision in her life and I feel like so many people struggle with this same thing that we're going to get into right now. Guys, I feel like sometimes we tend to overextend ourselves with choices Okay, this is what I mean. We give ourselves so many choices and allow ourselves to go headfirst into every single opportunity that sometimes we forget to take a second to ask ourselves if we want the opportunity that's in front of us. We don't need to take every opportunity if it's not the right one for us. You shouldn't be doing it just to do it. Just because the opportunity presents itself doesn't mean it's the correct opportunity. If I got the opportunity to go into a renowned medical program, I would not take that because that does not align with things that I want to do. Granted, I wouldn't even get into that, you guys. I'm not exactly savvy in math, science, medical field, but you get my point. Just because at face value it's an amazing opportunity doesn't mean that we need to take it. It doesn't matter if it is the most prestigious, well-known thing in the world that still doesn't mean it's going to be right for you. And then one of the worst parts about that is that if we decide to take those opportunities that are great in theory, but wrong for us, that takes us away from the opportunities we really do want to spend our time on. I feel like we find ourselves making choices between what we want and what we think that we want based on how we've sugarcoated these other opportunities to ourselves and to the people around us. What I mean by that is if I got into that program, okay, this fake medical program that I'm talking about, if I got into that and then I tell my family and friends, 
this is such a great program. It's so well-renowned. It's so hard to get into. It's super competitive. That's telling the people around us and ourselves that it is so good and hyping it up so much that it can sometimes trick our own brains into thinking that we wanted it from the beginning. And I think the problem a lot of times is, is that when you're young, a lot of times, at least this is true for me and I know a lot of other people in my life, we don't know exactly what we want to do. We don't know the exact thing that we want to get into that we want to do for the rest of our lives. So to not take an opportunity feels incredibly daunting. Like, what am I giving up? by not taking this? What am I giving up by saying no? But what we sometimes need to remind ourselves is that even though we don't necessarily know exactly what we want to do, that doesn't mean we can't trust ourselves to know exactly what we don't want to do. That there are ways to find these things out without taking every single opportunity that's put in front of our face. Sometimes that is the way to figure it out. But if you already know what you don't want, feeding into it more, taking something that you know will just lead to more of what you don't want is not benefiting you at all. It's just going to show you how much more you don't want to do the thing you already know that you don't want to do. Don't double down on it just to be even more sure. Trust your instinct that you don't want to do it. Because it is so much easier if we just say, okay, I've tried that, I've tried a certain aspect of that, and I know I don't like that, so let's move away from it. Because if you try something, you don't like it, and then you keep doing it, and you keep feeding more into it, you're not being productive with your time. You're not being productive in finding what you do want to do. You already know you don't want it, step away from that. And try something new, or feed more into the things that you do know that you do like. So don't keep trying to sugarcoat it, for yourself or for other people around you. Because again, if you tell people around you that an opportunity that you have is amazing, they're going to believe you. If you then ask them if you should take it or not, even though you already know that it's not right for you, it's going to be hard for those people to tell you not to do something when you've already hyped it up so much. Don't lie to yourself about how much you want something because you know the truth. And trying to convince yourself otherwise is taking away from those things that you actually want to be doing the things that mean more to you, the things that are going to propel you forward. Also, I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but it is okay to not want to do something just because you want to do something more enjoyable instead. That's not saying you should be lazy and just give up every opportunity, but it's about going back to that original point that you shouldn't be putting your time and effort into things that you don't want. I think we convince ourselves so often that we are okay with our choices of taking certain opportunities, doing certain things that we know is not right for us, because it's harder to give up on things, and it's harder to make a change. It's harder to trust ourselves in not wanting something and just letting that opportunity go. If you've already deciphered for yourself that that's not the thing that you want to do, give it up. You're not losing anything. You are only gaining more time, more dedication to other areas of your life, other opportunities, other things that you're trying to achieve. Not everything is going to be right for everyone. And if you spread yourself so thin, holding on to the things that you know are not right for you, 
while also exploring the things that are right for you, while also exploring the things that you don't know if they're right for you or not, you're not going to be able to commit to something. And I am all for exploring your opportunities. I really am. This is more just saying that deep down, I think that we know when something is not aligned with things that we want. Even if you end up making a list about a certain opportunity that's in front of you, and there are the exact amount of pros and cons on that list, sometimes you have to recognize that just because there's the same number doesn't mean that things within the pro and con list hold the same amount of weight. Understanding what's the most important to you, what you want to get out of these things, is super important and something that I think that we could all work on. Unless you have this completely down, I mean, I don't know, maybe you are a pro at this, a pro at turning down opportunities that are not for you, but I struggle with this too. Sometimes I see something and I'm like, oh my gosh, that could be awesome because it aligns with this, this, and this, but I know that I really would not like it and I take it anyway. I have done that multiple times in the past, but that's something that I'm really trying to work on for myself, just knowing what I don't want and not taking those opportunities. I know it's hard, guys. First-hand experience, I know it's so difficult to say no to something when you don't have it all figured out for yourself. But trust your instincts. Trust how you feel about things. Remember past choices you've made to get to where you are, to get to this opportunity. Remember past situations, what you didn't like about them, what you did like about them. Don't forget those things just because a new opportunity is in front of you. Switch up your mindset here. Say no to things that you know are not right, and then make peace with that decision. We are not in the business of what-ifs here. you got to trust yourself. I hoped this helped some of you. If some of you are like, what is she talking about? I'm really speaking to a friend here, but I'm also speaking to myself, and I'm also speaking to anybody that has ever felt this way about just feeling like you have to do something because it looks amazing on paper. We know ourselves better than that, you guys. We're learning things new about ourselves every single day. Make sure to use those lessons. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I am personally so excited for my weekend. I'm going to Chicago. I will let you guys know how it all goes. Please continue to cross your fingers for me and my boyfriend. We're going to find the perfect place. I know it. Listen to some good music, hang out with some awesome people, switch up your mindset, and don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 